his inability to sort of authentically understand the need to have humility and connect to who his customer was. I didn't understand who his customer was. He, he, he just said, well, this is the vision. The customer needs to get on board, right? As opposed to thinking about the customer first and how did he actually frame it around a go-to-market strategy that was going to be successful. They've, they've since flamed out, right? So, so it's interesting, this, this incredible vision that they had a complete inability to translate to um, an authentic brand meant they were not able to actually do any business. Okay, well, hey, good day and welcome to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. Josh and I are having an amazing day today because we're talking track spikes. But That's right. the real reason we're listening to this podcast is we're going we're gonna to dial into authentic brand and what that looks like from a coaching as well as consulting perspective. It is a good day. Hey, Josh, what uh, what scripture did you pick up today for us? Yeah, absolutely. So as, as everybody knows, we were looking into some of the hot topics of 2022. Authentic brand is one of those. And, and a scripture verse we found we thought resonated with this topic is Philippians 2, 3 through 8. Many of you may know this. Um do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility, consider others more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for their own interests, but also for the interests of others. Make your own attitude that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of men. And when he had come as a man in external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And I think this idea of authenticity uh, goes very care, you know, simply, uh, closely with humility in the sense of, you know, knowing yourself, being yourself. And I think as a brand, as a company, as a leader, um, learning to sort of humbly and authentically, you know, convey who you are to the market, right? Absolutely. And, and there's a realistic view of that. There's, there's positives, there's negatives. And I think, um, obviously, if, if for those who, you know, pursue Christian faith, if you understand, you know, who Jesus is, he was the ultimate, you know, perfect symbol of, uh, perfect representation of humility and authenticity. And, and mm-hmm. so if you think about authentic leadership, authentic brand, you know, starting with, you know, the perfect example of humility and authentic, authenticity. Absolutely. And I, 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 I love the angle you were taking this, Josh, because it's fascinating. As I've talked to people about growing companies and even becoming better leaders, it's, it's ironic is sometimes we think, I need to be like this person to be a great leader. Mm-hmm. People don't want to follow you if you're just putting on a mask and mm-hmm. doing what you think everyone else wants. People want to know the true Josh, mm-hmm. the true Eric, the mm-hmm. true whoever's listening to us. That's yeah. who they want right, right. to get to know. And it's really <clears throat> funny. It's like, I, I swear, it starts in like middle school mm-hmm. and where we act a certain way and then it propagates. Mm-hmm. And the real answer is, I look at the leaders I love to listen to. Why? Because they're authentic. Yeah. Because they are who they are. They're who God created them to be. Even even the ones that are just flat out not perfect. I love that they're not perfect if they're authentic in who they are. Right. Well, and it's such a hard hard balance to find, right? Because there's a lot of leaders. You know, on the one hand, we encourage leaders to learn from other leaders, mm-hmm. right? So learning from others mistakes mm-hmm. and strengths and and kind of uniquenesses in, in a good way and certainly avoiding those things that are, are not helpful while somehow f- figuring out how to embody those in a way that's authentic yeah right like and I that's mean, what gets and it gets messy because yeah. if you get to the point and here's what people want an authentic company we're, we're i'm getting ahead of myself but i want to say this anyway 
people want an authentic company. Mm-hmm. But then if you're authentic and then says, I'm not going to buy your product, mm-hmm. it hurts. Yeah. Because they're not just saying, hey, I'm not going to buy ABC, whatever widget we sell. Mm-hmm. It's saying, Josh, I don't believe in you or Eric. Right. I, and that, that kind of hurts. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And I, th- and I think of different leaders, you know, like the one who was just recently put on trial, um, Elizabeth Holmes, who had taken on, you know, some things of obviously her company um, was inauthentic in the sense mm-hmm. that they had taken people for their money and their technology that didn't work in an attempt to have a startup that was successful and um, just was convicted of some things. But, you know, you look at her character and some things that sort of were reflected there. She was inauthentic in the sense that she was trying to copy Steve Jobs, for example, and would wear the black turtle yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's, you know, that's sort of on the side of you try so hard to be somebody else, you're actually inauthentic. And it showed up not just in her own physical appearance by attempting to sort of copy someone else's brand, but it turned out their business model was inauthentic. It wasn't oh, even absolutely. a realistic, you know, um, technology that they sold the world on, right? Which became, you know, so so there's, a, there's an extreme there, you mm-hmm. know, to be aware of. And I think the world, I think the reason we're talking about this this year, and as I was reading about trends in 2022, people and companies and individuals want to do business with brands and leaders and companies who are authentic about who they are and Absolutely. who they're not, right? And at the end of the day, we want to be who God created us to be mm-hmm. now, this doesn't mm-hmm. mean we are hey i'm going to be authentic this is how it is and i'm never going to change no we need to be authentic for who we are but at the same time say okay god how can i grow how can i become more mature how can i become uh, to use christian terminology sanctified mm-hmm. but that's just saying even if someone's not a christian how can their company become better and better and better mm-hmm. that's what it should be right um so tell me about an example, you know, where you've seen authentic authenticity and brands, you know, in your work, either with um, as a coach or as a CEO. Um, I've actually got one for you when you're done. Actually, um, I, I could go a number of different ways. I'm going to go a fun um, a fun direction that I think everyone will be able to understand. So I I own two uh, what's called STR short term rentals or what some people call Airbnbs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I kind of stumbled into it, but I've just kind of over the last three to four years run a very profitable Airbnb. But ask have to ask what makes a great Airbnb? It's the authenticity of each individual property Mm -hmm. and i can't compete against the big hotel chains i don't have the rev you know the revenue Mm -hmm. but when we were building up our individual property we're like okay what's going to make us special here Mm -hmm. and so for us it's all about it's a very homey place granted it has a pool and a hot tub and it's in yakima and all that kind of stuff but that's what makes it special and then as i go to other properties and i always stay at airbnbs what makes them special? They're authentic. They're authentically like they are. But if I walk into a place and there's nothing fancy with it, it's like, well, what's the point? Mm-hmm. So it's authentic. And that's just an example of an STR. What, what's your example that you have? Well, I, I have a few, but one of the ones I think resonates for me, you've actually mentioned this before, I think, is you run a successful medical supply. You're based in Yakima, Washington, plus a couple other nearby mm-hmm. cities, right? And it's called Howard's. Um, <clears throat> And I think you've kicked the kicked um, the tail of a competitor. Uh, their brand, you know, for those listening, you know, just quick geographical context. I won't mention names, but there's um, you have a name of a competitor who's here in town, and they have borrowed their name from a wealthy suburb of Seattle. 
Medical supplies tend to be very locally based and relationship driven. Mm -hmm. And so when this medical supply came from about two hours away from where we are in central Washington, remember, small town, Mm -hmm. rural town, agricultural town, hardworking blue collar town, and you try to then translate a brand that's at least here associated with liberal Seattle, white collar, high tech, um, high income. It, there's not a match, right? Uh-uh. And so, so your authentic brand of Howard's here in uh, Yakima has far outpaced your competitors for a lot. I mean, obviously, not to take away anything, any of your hard work and leadership as the CEO, but as a brand, I think you've done far better simply because of the fact that you have this recognition of being authentically local versus this other company has this perspective where they have tried to come in and, and sort of be something they're not and or be something they're not to a community that wants nothing to do with that brand. Oh, right? exactly. They don't view that as authentic to the community. What uh, Do you have any other examples and experiences with authentic brands? I've got a few more here I can roll through. but what I, uh, I have lots. But... What? Tell me another one. <sighs> you get started. I, I, I'm thinking about my crazy neighbor. Got it. Um, so another one that I have found is... Um, Interestingly, in the world of strategy and in particular product market fit, um, it's interesting how much I've seen leaders have great ideas that fail because of the fact that they are unable to apply their vision to an authentic strategy. And I would say authentic in the sense of um, authentic in understanding who their customer is, authentic in understanding what the culture is in which they're they're driving through um, at the time. I'm thinking about um, a successful uh, CEO who had built companies previously, but his leadership style, his understanding of culture, and his understanding of strategy was was sort of stuck in the 80s when Mm -hmm. he'd been successful. And so he was attempting to build a really um, cutting-edge institution around education, something that could be scalable to a hybrid model to private education and and making it accessible at a price point that was available to people around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're talking, you know, impacting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives of students and families around the world with private education that was going to be far more accessible, affordable, um, and higher quality. Um, Wonderful vision. Um, But his leadership style was so toxic in his, 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 his inability to sort of authentically understand the need to have humility and connect to who his customer was. I didn't understand who his customer was. He, he, he just said, well, this is the vision. The customer needs to get on board, right? As opposed to thinking about the customer first and how did he actually frame it around a go-to-market strategy that was going to be successful. They've, they've since flamed out, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's interesting, this, this incredible vision that they had a complete inability to translate to um, an authentic brand meant they were not able to actually do any business because it didn't matter how good the vision was. They, they didn't have an ability to actually translate it to the real world, which I think is a big piece of authentic brand. Right? Well, and and in my coaching, when I, when I coach people, the base level of when I'm coaching someone, I, I call it the level of grace, truth, and time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we started with in Philippians talking about humility. Well, that would be grace. We have to be humble and just say, hey, this is how, you know, we're going to make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. But the second part is truth. That's living in reality. Mm-hmm. So something might have worked really great in the 80s, didn't work in the 90s, worked again. Mm-hmm. And, and But we have to just say, what is truth today? And what mm-hmm. does that look like? This is where mm-hmm. I love looking at census data. So anyone who wants to start a business, look at the census data of mm-hmm. where are you planting? What does this look like? Mm-hmm. 
um, it might work really well or it mm -hmm. might not depending on how the world's changing. And then you also have time involved there. Mm -hmm. So how are we using all three of those as we create an authentic brand? Mm -hmm. And and then also what what is a open-handed issue, which is an issue that can change over time? Mm -hmm. Methodology versus, hey, this is a closed-fisted belief of how our business runs that I am never going to change. Right. Right. And we get these confused sometimes. Mm -hmm. I would say I would say leaders get them confused every day, because um, that's a big problem. You know, another another example that comes to mind when I was working for a large health plan, um, who struggled to understand how to manage. It would put it in the words of manage the spend of oncology, mm -hmm. which first of all is framing the problem incorrectly. You know, because yeah. your <laughs> open hand, closed hand is the wrong thing. But what we actually were able to do to open some eyes around authenticity and understanding this key issue was um, before, now that health plan has done a lot of work to really become uh, forward thinking around the voice of the customer. But before any of that work happened, actually, I led some of the first voice of the customer work at that um, company before anybody else did. And, and the way we did that was we understood that the key to understand and how to think differently about oncology, which is not one disease, but many diseases across mm -hmm. several body parts and several issues, emotionally, physically, medically, um, was we actually went out um, and worked with a consultant to go do, um, have 40 women who either were going through or had completed breast cancer treatment to do some journaling work for us. And they just created dozens of pages of content of like their feelings and what they were thinking at different stages of treatment, what that looked like. And then we actually had about 25 of them come in, few of them with their partners for like husbands or boyfriends or significant others coming in and also just sit and go through interviews. And I got to sit behind the glass and listen to these interviews. And, and this was significant because what really helped us do was it helped us think about, you know, for something that's deeply emotional and many times traumatic um, and, and all-consuming, it allowed us to think very differently about the experience of the, of the person going through this disease, going through this treatment, and help us to frame the way that a health plan could empathetically and authentically engage with that person and help them really think differently about help help the company think differently about how we could actually care for members who were going through this right and how to treat them and in many cases how not to treat them and like for example yeah. you know one of the questions i the person had, had literally done dozens of pages of, of writing on their experience and had talked for an hour at this point through an interview about all this stuff they went through and never once did they mention their health plan as an example right and so i, I got this question sort of texted into the to the moderator you know from behind the glass ask about their health plan. I think they haven't said a word about it. Yeah. I don't need to know which one. I want to know what their experience was. And she says, this is, and this went like the front of all my slides to the health plan. Oh, my health plan was great. I didn't hear from them one time. <laughs> right? And it was mind-blowing to our to a health plan going, oh, wait, the co consumer doesn't want to hear from us? <laughs> no. I go, to the, I go to my doctor to talk to my doctor, not right. the insurance company. Right. Right, right. So, but but it was eye-opening in the sense, that, and I think it applies to hopefully our leaders of authenticity. Many times is trying to infuse that voice of the customer into your products, your services, mm -hmm. your workflows, you know, your value stream. Um, and I think that's really what consumers and, and B two B, you know, consumers of our services are looking for these days. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we we get all confused. And I even uh, as a coach, 
when I go into coaching, my role as coach is, hey, let's not make so-and-so a disciple of Eric. My role as coach, and I, I come out of the ICF, International Coaching Federation, and we are client-focused. It is all about the client. Mm-hmm. And I think even as businesses, even if you run a great consulting practice or whatever widget our businesses are pushing, it's all about the customer. It's all about the end user. And how do we come in, come in line with that? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you can be an authentic brand, but our role is not to be worshipped. Mm-hmm. Our role is to come and help. How? What problems are we fixing? What does that look like? Right. Well, and I think the reason in particular in a brand's been a thing in this country for, for a very long time and in business, obviously. But I think what's unique now, I mean, correct me if you think this is differently, but I think I think the reason why there's this emerging trend around authenticity related to the brand is I think people are tired of the spin, mm. right? I mean, our yeah. culture is just inundated with a lack of truth, mm-hmm. right? From a political perspective, to a news cycle perspective, to a social media perspective, like there's just, it's very hard to understand where truth is anymore, right? I have this problem in several dimensions of life in terms of trying to figure out. I'll read an article and I say, well, who wrote this? What publication was it? What's the truth? What's the spin, right? And I yeah. think I think people are sick of that, oh, right? We are. And it's so exhausting. I, it is absolutely exhausting. So I think as we think about our businesses and our brands, the degree to which we can help people not think about the authenticity of what we're telling them, right? It's clear, simple, express our values, do what we say we will do every single time, earn trust, and that's who people want to do business yeah. with. And I, I have an example about an authentic brand that I had today. I'm in, the, I'm in the process of selling a piece of commercial real estate, and I love working with my real estate guy. And he's you know, long-term real estate agent, but he's just now dabbling into commercial mm-hmm, real estate. Mm-hmm, and I gave him mm-hmm. a call. I said, "Hey, hey, buddy, can you can you sell this?" And he's like, "You know what? I can. I am not the best man for that." And we now we've had a long relationship. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. And what you're he about. he, you know, I know what it's going to sell for. He just shot himself in the foot, somewhere between ten to thirty thousand dollars worth of commission. Mm-hmm. But he really didn't shoot himself in the foot. He's saying, mm-hmm. "I don't know if I do it." service to you mm-hmm. and by him kicking this to another agent mm-hmm. granted he's not going to get commission am i going back to him for everything else and mm-hmm. what he said is eric i can sell this product for you in one to three years once i become really competent in that issue he just won my he already had my business yeah. but that's <clears> why <throat> he was authentic to the point that he lost a sale mm-hmm. but he gained a even longer term customer yeah yeah. And that is what an authentic that's an, that's an authentic real estate agent, but that can apply to any kind of business out there. Right, right. I mean, I think it's you know I think it's about understanding, and I know you're talking about you know this this individual, but companies you know those who understand their values and who they are. That's the first step. If you don't know who you are or your identity as a company mm-hmm. or a person, you got to start there, right? And then you got to double down on that. Like just go all oh, yeah. in on who that who you are, what you are. Um, what makes you unique, and just to begin to express that to the market in a way that's consistent and with full, full of integrity. Um, now, can I throw a problem at you? Yeah, please. What happens if you're trying to be authentic? And I might be talking about someone. What happens if you're trying to be authentic and you're misunderstood? Well, that's interesting. Um, are you talking about individually or as a company? Well, I'm talking about myself, of course. Well, of course well I, sometimes I've been trying to be authentic, and I'll lead with one thing and it's misunderstood yeah where you're like hey this is this is the goal and someone picks it up the wrong way so what happens when in 
a company might try to do the authentic right thing, but it's picked up in the wrong way, whether it be marketing or leading. Oh, or I've had it. that happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell you another example of that. Um, but I'm not going to go into that. No. But the question is, what do we do? Yeah. Because yeah. that's a risk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's that's happened to me too and in some other scenarios. But I would say, you know, that's that's where we have to recognize, and I think one of our early uh, podcasts, if you haven't heard it, Work Versus Toil, kind of this idea that toil and, and, and problems and challenges are just the nature of sin and dysfunction in the world. We also had dysfunctions of teams in a couple of podcasts as well. Um, these are to be expected, and I think that in your efforts to build and, and be authentic, there's this need for grace, right? You say grace, truth, time. Um, I'm, just, I'm going back to all the oldies of great podcasts we've had here. Yeah. Um, but have grace for yourself. Yeah. Have grace for your company, right? Do do the best you can to express yourself in a way that's that's meaningful and honest and full of integrity, expresses your values, um, and recognizes you're not going to do it perfectly, mm-hmm. right? Because we're evolving. Right? And, and I like what you said that is it got into, A, there's grace, but then truth. Mm-hmm. I've made mistakes. Yep. Yeah. I need to own when I make a mistake yep. and say, okay, that was a mistake. Let's not do that again. Yeah, learn why that happened so mm-hmm. you can not only make the mistake one time as opposed to ten. Exactly. Right. But but we're going to make mistakes. I think that, that, and that's the goal. I mean, an authentic brand, I think almost by definition, is going to be a messy one to some degree, right? There's oh, simplicity. Yeah. But even as you try to express, I mean, even just expressing the brand of a company of 50 or 100 people is going to get messy and you're going to make mistakes. You know, you're going to make promises to the market with your brand that you actually don't deliver because your processes are screwed up on the back end and you don't know it. Till or they were working great were until working great. something like an inventory shortage hit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Or a pandemic. Or, there you go. <laughs> um, so, so how, recognizing we can't do it perfectly, how would you go about trying to build an authentic brand? how I would say the brands that I have built and the people that I have coached, I would just be truthful. Mm-hmm. It just when in doubt, be truthful. And if you don't know, um, I was coaching with someone actually today and they said, Eric, I don't know if I can do this. Okay. Then just say that. I don't know if I can do this. And yeah. that in itself is being authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you're right. I can say that. And sometimes we almost get stuck in our head. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong saying, you know, I'm not sure about this. Can I get back to you on that? Mm-hmm. Or this is out of my sphere of influence. That's being authentic. Right. People right. will appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so like a good consultant, I came up with three things. Okay, let's see. <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit about identity. I think this is the same thing for a company is assessing your products and services mm-hmm. against who you think your customers are, right? And how well aligned are those? Because if you're not aligned what you're providing and how you provide it to what your customers need, then you got to fix that first, right? So that that's, that's always number one. Um, then I think it's back to, we've talked about this before, but assessing the values of your company, mm-hmm. right? How well... Um, as a, as a company, do you live out your values truly? I mean, they shouldn't be values on paper. Like, how do you actually quantify everyone's contributions to the yeah. values? Because I think it's really easy to sort of give them, you know, lip service and not do anything. Again, that's inauthentic. Um, but where do you fall short? To your point, be honest, be truthful. Don't make it, you know, scary for someone to say out loud, oh, we actually suck at being, you know, whatever the value is that you yeah. try to talk about. Um, and then finally, I think it's, really thinking then drilling down on this brand awareness issue like as you go talk to the market as you go and 
look at people you work with in your products and your services and your values. Um, what are the gaps? When you when you stop someone on the street, for example, and I'm not telling you to do this, but you know, Howard's, right? What do they know about Howard's Medical Supply? Absolutely. What, what do they think about it? You know, people who listen to our podcast and, and we stopped them on the street and said, hey, tell us what you think about the consultant and the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully what they say is similar to what we have said in terms of what our mission, what our vision and our values are in terms of how we're trying to help leaders on the journey. Um, but if that's not what they say, if they say something differently, we have to really re, you know, think carefully about what we're producing and the mm-hmm. topics we choose and how we talk about it, you know. So um, that's, you know, that's a little bit what I would do to help companies really reshape their, their brand to be an authentic brand here in 2022. I think I was an English major back at the University of Washington, and I think, you know, where I forget where this is from. Probably Shakespeare or someone like that. I, I'm, <laughs> but there was a saying, to thine own self be true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. To thine own self be true. Yeah. Uh, for next week, I'll figure out who, who said that. But be, be who you are. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, own it. That's right. Yeah. No, live into it. You know, mm-hmm. trust, trust it. Right. Um, so, well, anything else for today? Oh, I have lots of stuff, but I'll have to wait till next week. You'll have to come back next week. Excellent. It's been a good day. We've had a good day so far. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of The Consultant and the Coach. Come back and listen to us next week. We're going to actually talk about our last of topics for 2022 related to coopetition and integration. It's a mm-hmm. near and dear one to my healthcare heart about integration of data and how to actually help in many ways who are competitors yeah. learn how to cooperate. How do we fight well with our competitors? Yeah. And oh, I have lots of good stories. How do we do what? You said one. fight well? Fight well with our competitors. Well, fight well, but also collaborate when it's important to Absolutely. collaborate. It's a both it's and. Right. Yeah, it's both and. So come back and listen to that next week. We'll talk more about it. And uh, until then, everyone hey. take care. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.